Good morning, guys. It's uh, at least promising to be a lot cooler than yesterday. It's delightful out right now. Um, what a relief. <clears throat> I have two yards of compost showing up at some point this morning. I put a bucket out in my lawn with a check on under a rock on it where I want it to go. Actually, it's in my garden. And um, we probably buy three to four yards of compost a year for our garden. And that's, and in addition to that, probably buy about $200 worth of different fertilizers and amendments, kelp meal, azomite, uh, a, a sort of broad mix of amendments called North Country Organics Pro Grow. That's my main go-to. If I don't get that, then I get some sort of seed meal along with high calcium lime. And uh, I think it's always a surprise to people who see our garden and say, wow, what a nice garden, how much we put into it each year. Um, I think people who are not gardeners well, this won't surprise gardeners, but people who are not gardeners, I think, assume that you turn over the, so the sod and then you're good to go. And maybe you, you know, use some fish emulsion or miracle Grow or something. But the idea that you would amend and amend and amend and five years later, we would still be amending this heavily, um, I think, surprises people. And <clears throat> a big reason, you know... Three to four yards of compost for a garden our size is ridiculous. Uh, if we were a farm, we'd be using a third to half that amount for that amount of space. Maybe even less. Because in theory, to uh, maintain a soil at its organic content level, you need about a quarter inch of compost a year. And obviously this differs between different soils. <clears throat> and then by and large, you need to make sure that you are replenishing the elements that are being removed in the form of crops or being leached into the subsoil with irrigation or precipitation, and hence the other amendments that you spread. But in the case of our garden, uh, the soil was really bad when we started out. So what has helped us tremendously has been putting on way more compost than we would need to maintain because we're trying to build up our soil. And we've gotten to a place where the soil's pretty good now because it's got a pretty high concentration of organic matter for the top bunch of inches. Um, and as we continue spading things over and flipping organic matter lower and lower and broad forking and... Um, generally encouraging uh, leaching of amendments and elements into the subsoil to open up the subsoil, things get better. All of that's really technical stuff, and if you're not a gardener, the technicality of it won't really interest you. The, the broader point is that when you're trying to build a system that is working as it, well as it possibly can, you are pouring way more into it than you need in order to have it just be ticking along. And to some extent, you could view 
pouring way more into it each year as just being the standard amount because if you pour way more into it, you get way more out of it. Our garden is so much more productive now than it was at the beginning. And I imagine it will continue. Obviously, there might be some plateau, but so far, the productivity is, is just orders of magnitude greater than it was. This is brought home to me by visiting our neighbor's garden because they just started a garden this year. Last year? Maybe last year. And they, they're, they're new gardeners. They don't really know what they're doing. So they came over because uh, we were chatting at some point. And uh, first I went to look at his garden. And their garden is like a bonsai garden. Everything is miniature. Everything is struggling. Everything is is not getting enough water or nutrients that they need. There's not enough going on. Then he came over to my garden, and I think he was blown away at the difference in size and vitality of the plants. And when I talked to him about what they're doing, you know, they spread a quarter inch of compost and maybe fertilized a little bit. But basically we're relying on what was in the soil in this, you know, pretty marginal stretch of lawn that they turned over into garden. And... And I didn't talk about it in these terms with him, but the, but I bring it up as an example of, you know, you, if you want a really vibrant, abundant garden or anything, you've got to put way more into it than you think you do. And even when you think you've reached a place where, okay, now I can coast, if you don't coast, if you continue putting more into it, who knows how big and lush and beautiful the thing, whether it's a garden or your life or your career, could become. And I, I liken it to this idea that almost all living organisms are either growing or declining. Very rarely do they simply maintain and in instances where they do maintain, it's pretty short-lived. So, if you have the mindset of only applying what is needed to maintain something, I think you're fooling yourself. I think really what you're going to see is a very uh, slow decline. And really, the more you can pour into a situation, monetarily, your time, your effort, educating yourself, gaining experience, the more you can pour into a situation, the more it will give back to you. It's not necessarily going to give back to you right away uh, it's not necessarily going to give back to you right away the amount that you put in, right? The cycle is not necessarily clean like that. It very well might take a while for systems to build up. And sometimes it's taking a while because you are missing some critical component, 
right? Your understanding of the situation is not sufficient. Right? Imagine going back to the garden, for example, that I got all the fertilizer amendments and organic matter correct, but I didn't understand how critical it was to ensure sufficient water. And all of my plants were subacutely water stressed, not to the point where they were showing uh, where they were showing many signs of it, but at a level where I just assumed that everything was not doing so hot. And I didn't know that I needed to be on top of making sure that they had enough water and responsible for that. Well, then I might uh, never realize that that was holding me back unless I gained the knowledge that might be a thing. And the last point I'll say is that, just to stress again, Yo, come on dogs! That you don't know in any situation how good it could become. Right? My peas, my sugar snap peas this year, were eight feet tall. And they pumped out the peas for us. Now, I could just assume that that's as good as they're going to get. But I'm also hoping that if I continue to do a good job of providing a nice, tall, sturdy trellis for them, and I do a good job of tying them up, and I give them every possible advantage, which to some extent they got this year, but to some extent I'm sure there were things that could have been done better, that they could get even taller and produce even more. So, and to somebody just starting out whose sugar snap peas are tiny, even though they're a variety that's supposed to be eight feet tall. So even just knowing that there are varieties that are different heights, that's knowledge right there. But someone whose peas that are supposed to be eight feet tall are tiny, maybe doesn't even know that it could be way, way better. And so each of us is on our own journey of figuring these things out in all aspects of our lives. And in general, what I've found is that the more time and attention and money uh, that I can pour into a situation, the better it becomes. And And that forms a snowball or ratchet that goes to make things better and better. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk tomorrow.